And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines in simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Well, good morning, Lena. You sound well rested and you sound better. I do. I'm feeling much better and I have been well rested. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Thanks for joining us bright and early as always. We're going to try to clarify some of these major headlines for all of our listeners. And this is our first pick of the day. Reorganization. So the government, prime minister's office and the ruling party have discussed how to reorganize a central government, raise efficiency. That's the goal anyway. They are set to make an announcement soon on the details of the changes. That's right. This is all uh, in line with the campaign pledges made by uh, President Yoon Suk-yeol during the campaign. He was uh, all about efficiency, about running the government, and he was touting uh, streamlining government agencies and reducing them. And there was a bit of controversy regarding some of the ministries involved. Uh, the People Power Party said most of the subjects that were tabled uh, during the discussion at the Prime Minister's office, uh, resident, residence rather, uh, were agreed upon by the three parties. The participants discussed uh, shutting down the gender ministry as well. That was one of the hot potato issues that was uh, coming that came to light during President Yu's campaign. Mm. And they also talked about the launch of a new space agency as well, and another new agency dedicated to serving uh, ethnic Koreans living abroad. Now, the exact role of that agency remains unclear, mm. but it is one of the options that were discussed. Uh, the proposals were all pledged by Yoon while he was running for president. Um, the PVP said that as soon as the central government and the ruling party reach a complete agreement on the latest revisions on restructuring the central government, the terms will be proposed at the National Assembly. Of course, it does need parliamentary approval if such amendments were to be made. Uh, Monday's meeting also focused on ways to address the chronic issue of late-night taxi hailers, finding it difficult to grab a ride due to poor working conditions uh, of taxi drivers, something we'll go into a bit more detail uh, in a bit. So clearly there is a lot on the agenda to be pushed forward at the National Assembly. We'll wait and see what kind of changes are actually implemented to, again, raise efficiency seems to be the goal. Now, if we went to detail with each hot potato issue, that might take a little bit more time. So eventually, as announcements are made, we'll revisit the issue. Let's move on to our second keyword of the day. Audit. The National Assembly is due to start an audit of President Yoon's government beginning today. So what can we expect at this point in time? Right. So just to run through a bit of the details of it, the audit will run for three weeks and a total of just over 780 uh, government agencies and institutions will be grilled. There's also going to be some conglomerate chiefs uh, taking the stand as well. Uh, but the first agencies to take the stand are those related to the judiciary and finance, education, defense uh, and others. Uh, now, the controversy surrounding the Democratic Party chief E.J. Myung's possible election law violations could also be a uh, target for the PPP. These kind of events aren't really uh, the headlines are usually the ones that surround the controversies related to both parties. Mm. And they rarely delve into kind of, you know, the the boring kind of you know, the details of <laughs> the important the, details, the important details. Exactly. <laughs> Those aren't really the things that made headlines. And uh that's because a lot of some of it is pretty much uh, mudslinging. Uh, it'll also uh, the uh, the opposition will also take the opportunity to take aim at the controversies. Uh, sort of the ruling party, excuse me, mm. will take the opportunity to take aim at the controversies surrounding the Moon administration. 
Um, the DP is also expected to do the same with the scandals and controversies surrounding the ruling party as well. Uh, the hot topic will be the request by the state audit to question Moon Jae-in in regard to the killing of a fisheries official uh, by North Korea. Uh, they sent a request for a written uh, answers. Moon Jae-in rejected that, saying uh, it was rude in his words. Mm. Um, and this, of course, led to a lot of political mudslinging between rival parties. Uh, but it's not just the controversy surrounding the opposition party and the previous administration. The issue of President Yoon's recent overseas trip is also likely to be a hotly debated subject as well. A lot of uh, horns being locked between the rival parties in regard to that. Uh, the PPP deems it a success. The DP calls it a failure. The hot mic issue as well mm. will also be likely brought up. Uh, other issues will likely include the plagiarism allegations against the first lady Kim Gunhee as well. So a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, popcorn worthy kind of, you know, uh, yeah. arguments and debates likely to happen. Uh, but we'll also have to keep our eyes out to see what kind of policies and um, directions that mm. these state uh, agencies have. That is the whole point of the state audit. So. <laughs> Uh, attention should be paid on that as well. Thanks for clarifying the objective of the audits, but you're <laughs> yeah. right. Um, I think to be mindful of those headlines is really important as well. It is politically charged, so be smart yeah. about what you observe and what you take in. Right. All right, let's take a look at the COVID-19 situation. Clearly, rules and restrictions are being lifted one at a time. Let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Nursing home visits. So with COVID-19 cases falling, more social distancing measures are likely to be eased. Among them is allowing visitors to return to nursing homes. Those plastic dividers have been lifted. What's the latest? Yeah, so the health officials were particularly cautious about such facilities because they are for the people who are highly vulnerable to the virus. Right. Um, but since cases are, of course, decreasing, that is one of the reasons cited for uh, easing such uh, restrictions to these Facilities and the government will allow face-to-face -face meetings uh, in such facilities, such as nursing homes and uh, psychiatric hospitals, uh, as well as facilities for people with uh, disabilities. Uh, that's starting today. Uh, In-person meetings were actually allowed at these places after late April to mark Family Month in May, but they were stopped again on July 25th due to a resurgence. Uh, in COVID-19 cases. Uh, due to the ban, families could visit their institutionalized relatives, but only from behind a transparent barrier, including mm. during the Chusak holiday uh, in early September. Health officials say a steady decrease in the daily infections and more than a 90% rate of vaccination with the second booster of the residents, uh, so four shots in total, uh, led the government to decide to loosen restrictions. Uh, under the ease rules, any visitors confirmed to be negative through the use of COVID-19 self-test kits will be allowed to hold hands with and hug their elderly relatives. So those mm. barriers have been put down uh, now from today. However, facilities uh, are still being advised to follow several quarantine rules. They should receive visitors' reservations in advance. They should check visitors' self-test kit results to ensure that they are negative. They are going to be prohibiting indoor eating as well as uh, ventilating rooms before and after visits. And also face masks are also required as well. Uh, facility residents will also be permitted temporarily to go out if they have received their second booster, so a fourth shot, 
or have been affected with COVID-19 before and have received two doses of the mm. vaccine. Mm. And before returning to the facility, they must also take a rapid antigen test and produce a negative result as well. Uh, suspended programs and events are also expected to resume. Outside lecturers will now be allowed to enter uh, nursing homes after receiving a booster shot or if they have been previously again infected with COVID-19 and have two doses. Uh, health authorities warn that stricter rules, though, could be restored in the future, depending on the domestic virus situation. So, of course, as with all the other ease measures, they are subject to change depending mm. on the situation. All right. But for, I guess, uh, folks who have loved ones at nursing homes and mental institutions and these facilities for the disabled, it's a little bit of alleviation, much belatedly, I suppose. But some of these changes, again, like you said, may be subject to change if the virus cases uh, go up again. Uh, As Mm -hmm. Adam alluded to earlier, we've been having difficulty trying to catch a cab in the wee hours of the night. And it seems like there might be uh, some sort of fixture. This is our fourth keyword of the day. Taxi shortage. The government and the ruling People Power Party are to announce a set of measures to resolve the late night taxi shortage sparked amid the pandemic. It's quite simple. Supply and demand. I mean, during the pandemic, Mm. we weren't going out. We were discouraged, in fact. And so, of course, there are less taxis and we haven't really gone back. And if you've been to these areas with young folks it's crowded at night (laughs) (laughs) with young folks (laughs) all right so what kind of changes can we expect (laughs) right well uh, this whole issue kind of came to the fore after demand for taxis of course took a nosedive when the pandemic hit Uh, many of the drivers actually left the profession to work as food delivery workers Mm. because demand for that actually skyrocketed during the pandemic so that's where the money was uh, over the past few months, though, many people have been complaining of a shortage of nighttime taxis, especially as demand uh, for rides surged after, of course, nearly all the social distancing rules were lifted. Also, late night taxi drivers often turned down many customers and accepted only those traveling long distances. You pay more money. Uh, that, of course, led to complaints among the pa- uh, among the public. But that's been an issue that's been a public complaint even before the pandemic. Oh. That's kind of been a years long issue as well. I mean, if you go to areas like Kanglam, there's often... You see a lot of cases where taxi drivers reject a lot of the customers because they're not going too far enough. Uh, but one of the measures that was agreed on uh, upon uh, on dur- uh, during me- Monday's meeting, excuse me, was to hike the fee for clients requesting late night taxis and arrange for the money to go directly to the drivers instead of going through taxi operating companies who often take you know a small commission off of that. Mm. Uh, another measure was to deregulate the country's taxi industry by repealing the enforcement of mandatory days off. Mm. for drivers so they, they can work as much as they want. Uh, the PPP also noted that no change will be made to daytime uh, mm. taxi fees. So kind of, to, you know, to try and get that balance for the customers mm. as well. But mm. of course, uh, we don't know the details yet. They are to be announced. Mm. Uh, so we'll have to see what uh, comes out. Largely it requires flexibility and incentives for, uh, I guess, the taxi drivers to operate at such late hours. It's difficult, right? I mean, we can't disregard that. Uh, we need more options. I mean, if you've seen the local surveys on whether people are willing to pay more money to go home in these wee hours of the night, majority answered yes. So it is. Yeah. Driven by demand, yeah, I would want to go home. I mean, if you if you had a drink or two or yeah, three or yeah. or ten, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you can't really walk home. I mean, you want to get home quickly, so it's one of those 
it's one of the time the time frame where you want to kind of get rested and uh, go to bed as quickly as possible <laughs> so yeah even if it was me i would i think i'd pay be willing to pay a little bit more to try yeah. and get home as quickly as possible all right so a lot of these uh changes are are for the time being just a rough estimations we'll wait and see what kind of uh, changes are actually implemented let's move on to our final keyword of the day Gloomy exports. So Moody's analyst has painted another gloomy picture for Korea's trade outlook. What is the assessment, Adam? Yeah, unfortunately, another, uh, you know, kind of depressing part of our segment is going through these uh, economic data and outlooks, isn't it? Uh, But uh, nothing new, I'm afraid, again. Uh, Dave Chaya, uh, who is an associate economist at Moody's Analytics, expected Korea's exports to China, which is Korea's, of course, largest trading partner, to continue to fall until early next year he added that korean exports as a whole therefore aren't looking very good uh korea's exports grew at the slowest pace of course in nearly two years in september countries ha- the country has seen export growth decline to the single digits since mm. june mm. and slowdowns in the u.s europe and china have put the brakes on demand for korean goods uh, also china uh, and the u.s uh, that is uh, kind of pushing to become more Uh, domestically independent. Uh, Korea's trade balance has also been in the red for six straight months, the first time that has happened since 1997. Uh, Exports to China are down 6.5% and has decreased for the fourth straight month as well. Uh, Chaya was also bearish on Korea's chip exports as raw material prices soar. The global demand is low for such uh, items. Mm. Um, so overall, the uh, trade outlook isn't looking very good uh, mm. going into the end of this year and early next year as well. Many experts and economists do believe that it might get better from either the second quarter or from the second half of next year. But of course, never say never. We don't know, uh, uh, especially with the volatile markets at the moment. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, though, the Korea, interesting fact, the Korea Electric Power Corporation, not fact or an opinion rather, believes that if Korea reduces electricity use by 10% a year, that it could alleviate the country's trade deficit, mm. apparently. That's because KEPCO believes that would reduce the country's reliance on mm liquefied natural gas imports. So they believe that that will kind of help alleviate the trade imbalance that's happening Mm. in the country. Uh, It is, again, to note that it is KEPCO's analysis. It would be in their interest to do so. More on the economic outlook in our second hour. Professor Young Jin-sok, thank you so much, Adam, for today's conversation. I'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.